This episode is sponsored by Luminous Creative Agency. Headquartered in downtown Providence, Luminous works with businesses and organizations to enhance their marketing efforts by developing high-quality creative content, such as video, ad campaigns, design, branding, and more. You can learn more by visiting Luminous.agency. That's L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S dot agency. Hey Roadie Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the people of the Ocean State. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha. Hi guys. We're very, very, very excited for today's episode. Very. We <laughs> we have um, Manya from Industrious Spirit Company, or ISCO, um, that I think most people call it. Um, it is Providence's first distillery since Prohibition. And she has a really cool, unique story behind um, the process of their distillery opening during such a you know turbulent time the partnerships and the pop-ups and the collaborations she's had um it was it was so much fun we had a good time with her yeah we do our our classic tangents and we move off into uh you know agricultural issues Mm. and farming and keeping things local and sustainable Mm -hmm. farming and you know what different ingredients do to your liquors and smoothness and taste and we even at the end of this sit down and do a legitimate uh, tasting of a bunch of the the liquors of straight up spirits and let me tell you guys i am not a big drinker and i am a lightweight so if you notice that i get really excited more excited than normal gets a little flushed toward the end on. that's why but they were so good and it was so nice of her to bring that and describe them to us um since this ep- since we've talked to her i myself and my husband and our friends have gone to isco like a hundred times because the vibe there is so cool. It's right across from Farm Fresh on Sims Ave in Providence. Um, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun to be there now, especially that I know more about the spirits and the journey they took. And Mani was just honestly the best. Yeah, she was really cool. And uh, even though this podcast will be coming out after Christmas, um, after I'm done recording this podcast and I leave the office today, <laughs> I am stopping there to get some Christmas presents. Yeah. So, uh, I thought it was everything she brought was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I've been thinking about stopping in there since we did this interview, and I just haven't had a chance yet, so I'm making it a point today. He's doing it, guys. He'll see you in a little bit, Manya. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. And guys, we won't. We you won't hear from us until after the new year, and so we grab a bottle of uh, Isco Spirits. Get your party started for New Year's Eve, and we hope you have a rocking New Year, Rhode Island. Yep, and drink responsibly and drive safe <laughs> Thanks, and Nick. all of the other uh, disclaimers that we have to add. Call Uber, please. Um, yeah, have fun. Yeah, everybody enjoy the episode. Have fun, guys. All right, we are recording. Cool. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. You are so welcome. Also, just so everyone knows, there might be um, a break and then some tasting of delicious spirits. Yeah. They're, I'm looking at them displayed on our little coffee table and they're very, I love your design and your packaging. Thank you so much. I, I don't know if that's um a place to start with like, how did you come, first of all, I mean, I think because Isco is the first distillery in Providence, Yeah. Uh, yes, in a very long time. It's since since the, Prohibition, actually. Yes, yes, okay. Which is like a pretty cool thing to have that, you know, that like feather in your cap, yeah? Um, so I guess like the first thing that I want to know, and I think as I'm personally, as I'm getting older, I had mentioned to you before that I'm not like a huge 
alcohol drinker. Like I'll drink something if it's there and if it's fun and if it's cute. But I just love that. I think Providence especially is a hub for people who can make like cool, creative things. Um, and I'm just, yeah. So I want to know why a distillery? Like why, why, what was in your brain? Sure. Um, so yeah, so, you know, this project started um, back actually in the fall of 2015, mm. if you can believe it, kind of a while ago. <laughs> that, that feels like it's a like century pre, ago. Prehistory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it started with myself and Dan Neff, who's our distiller. And um, Dan and I started working together. We'd known each other as part of the creative community in and around the Valley neighborhood mm. for, um, you know, almost the past 20 years at this point. And uh, Dan had always had a real passion for fermentation. Um, and so I was helping Dan write a business plan to start the first distillery in Providence. It's mm. Prohibition. Um, I had been doing some work previously uh, where I'd had a consulting business that I'd taken a break from uh, doing mostly marketing mm. um, and sort of social media, um, digital stuff, things like that. And uh, I was trying to refocus it on food and ag businesses, because that's where, you know, I sort of had started off the beginning of my career. You know, I worked in um, magazines. I had a real passion for storytelling. I spent a lot of time around artists and, you know, loved sort of telling those creative stories. Um, and I still love that. But I also had developed over, you know, the intervening years, a really intense passion for food, for growing things, for agriculture, for food systems. And I was trying to figure out how to bring that into the professional part of my life. Um, so I thought, oh, working with Dan, this is the perfect, you know, kickoff project for this new version of my consulting business. Um, you know, you ag uh, distilling is all about agriculture. Every every single spirit that you drink comes from an agricultural product that somebody grew somewhere, somehow, hmm. um, and somehow was turned into alcohol. Um, and I think we often kind of forget about that process. But I thought, oh, this is the perfect test, you know, to sort of see how this goes. And Dan, I'll write you a business plan and I'll send you on your way. Um and as we sort of got going, I got really just more and more and more excited about the idea of uh, working on the project and not doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I always have had a passion for spirits. Um, you know, I bartended and, you know, things like that in my early 20s, like mm. many, many other mm. people. Um, and, um, you know, I'd always just really loved it. I, I love the community aspect of bringing people together, um, you know, to enjoy something delicious. Um and I had a little bit of city envy, like at that point, you know, you would go to, say, Portland, Maine or other kind of similar sized cities to Providence. And they had, you know, not one, but two, three and four craft distilleries. Mm. And we didn't have any yep. in our capital city at that point. Um, you know, of course, the thing that I, you know, it's it's not, of course, that nobody thought about it. Mm. It's just that our regulations were not particularly friendly to craft distilleries. And, you know, some some folks had toughed it out already. And we were really grateful for them paving the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, but, you know, it, it, it wasn't a particularly hospitable business environment. Um, that said, in 2016, uh, you know, some of the regulations on the books um, in, within the state were updated enough to make it a more viable project. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of these laws haven't been changed since prohibition in a lot of oh, places. Wow. That was going to be my question. I was like, yeah. so what made those stay that way? Was it just that they were written back then and just nobody ever updated them? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, For the most it's part. A, there's, you know, there's everybody, um, you know, wants to make sure that 
when business is running a certain way, you know, there's always people that benefit mm-hmm. and the people that benefit always want to sort of keep it that way, the way that it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think there's some pieces that are still a little bit a little, archaic, yeah. but, but, um, but we're on our way. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, we, we, a lot of folks do understand that, you know, having a small craft distillery is not going to be the end of the world for, <laughs> yeah. for, for a lot of other people that yeah, work Al in Capone's the... Capone's not moving in. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and um, you've, like, just as a side note, and then I'll let you yeah. finish, is, like, that area that you're in, too, the mm-hmm. steel yard, like, before you guys were there, yeah. I mean, I know it's a huge artist scene, yeah. and there's a lot of cool things going on there, but you brought a lot of people who've never even been in that area to that area, which is so cool. So you're creating sort of, like you said, you like that community aspect of having yes. a distillery and you're bringing in people from the community who otherwise would have never even been in that area. So you're doing a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts and it's a lot, a lot of it is benefiting Providence in the the area that you're in and the community. So, so, but continue. Yeah. No, I, I, I love my job. Mm. I will just go on record as saying it's <laughs> That's really, awesome. um, yeah, I really, I really, um, I'm just excited every mm. day to work on the 50 million things that you do when you're <laughs> running any kind of small business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think only crazy people want to be entrepreneurs, but probably I definitely fall in that category. So it's great. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, we, we've been talking to a lot of people, um, through the podcast and even through our own network, um, at Providence Media, it seems like most people who start a business or, or get into that entrepreneurial like lane, number one thing that they all have in common is they all like to solve problems. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the easy way or it's slightly complicated or whatever, that's always like the common thread. The people have some sort of thing in their brain where they like, they see a problem. Where like some, for me, sometimes I see a problem and I'm like, oh God, I don't want to deal with that. People who have that kind of entrepreneurial part of their brain are like, I got that. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make it work. Whether it's immediately successful or or, or not, like I'm going to make that happen. So I think that's, I mean, obviously, like you said, being the first distillery in Providence since Prohibition, you must have had to problem solve <laughs> majority of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I th- yes, yes. It's, I mean, I think again, like, like all entrepreneurs, it's just every day is a whole new list of you know, of problems um, <laughs> that don't have solutions yet. And yep. uh, if you, you're exactly, you really hit the nail on the head. Like if you don't love trying to figure that out, mm. then you're probably going to burn out pretty yeah, it's quickly. Not, oh. It's not worth it. It's, it gets to <laughs> but, a point where it's like, is this what I want to yeah, do? And yeah, like you said, yeah. you're passionate about spirits and you're passionate about problem solving. Yeah. And it seems like you're passionate about the city you're in. Yeah, so absolutely. it's like, it's all the check marks. We yeah. love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally, so. Um, so you... Hang so, on really quick. I'm going to pause us. All right. And we are back. Uh, you're gonna, probably going to notice a little cutoff there. Uh, I had to kick us off and pause because I heard people talking in the background. But we're back now. They were being loud. <laughs> and they were interrupting our beautiful interview. So to get us back up to date, we were talking um, to Manya about ISCO and the journey of opening the first distillery since Prohibition. So I think we left off, you were talking about like 2016. Yes. Um, sorry, <laughs> ancient, I have like... Ancient history. I know, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> it feels like so long ago. It might as well have been Prohibition, right? That's, yes. That, yes, oh, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, so if you want to pick back up about... Um, opening ISCO and all that stuff. Sure. Well, like. yeah. I mean, so, you know, that basically we did a lot of things between <laughs> 2016 and when we were open, uh, yep. ready to open in the spring of 2020, um, including, uh, you know, 
writing our business plan, going around raising the money that we needed, mm -hmm. um, you know, figuring out our space, then doing construction on our space. Um, you know, we're right next to the steel yard and the mm -hmm. space that we're in was used as an artist studio um, for about a decade. Um, we, uh, so, you know, it's kind of nice because one of the things that we're all about is this like history of making in, in both our neighborhood specifically, but really in Rhode Island as a mm. whole. Um, so anyway, we, we cleared out everything that was in there, which was a lot. And, um, <laughs> and we took it down to the dirt so that we could pour, uh, put in floor drains and poured a new floor. Um, you know, we waited about 10 months for our still to be ready. Uh, mm. we had, it was made by the Vendome Copper and Brass Company down in Kentucky, um, it's a real thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, I Ooh. encourage you to come take a distillery tour. Yeah, with I need our to do assistant, that. Distiller Eric Olson, he gives an awesome tour. I give what I call the sixth grade science version of the tour, <laughs> um, which is also very good, but much and much faster. Yeah. But Eric's is really amazing, and like he really gets into all of the you know incredible oh, details, cool. of the, you know chemistry and stuff like that. To um, take a tour, do you have to like reserve it? You or? do. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can reserve it. You know, off of our website or mm. you know. Um, you know, Instagram page, whatever. Um, cool. But they're every other Sunday at 1130. And oh, they end nice. with a tasting, which which we'll, we'll do a little tasting nice. here. So you're getting part of, no tour, but we'll do a tasting. Oh, cool. We're getting cool. the, the audio tour. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly, so exactly. What, um, was, uh, what was the first thing that you guys did? Like, what was the first spirit that you made? The first product that we yeah. made? Uh, the first product we put out was our structural vodka. We mm. named our first two products uh, structural vodka and ornamental gin after the two types of steel that were manufactured on the site we now work on for oh, over 100 years. And I we like thought it. we did that, yeah, like as a nod to the past and again to, you know, celebrate this history of making. Mm -hmm. um, but also because we felt like those terms really encapsulated what we wanted to bring to the spirits industry with this company in terms of focusing on making something really, really well and doing it the right way, even if it takes time. And that mm. was sort of the, the structural piece. Um, and then the ornamental piece was the, you don't have to drink spirits piece, but you might want to because they're delightful. Wonderful. Yeah. Right. And there's this like, like love of life bit in it. The, mm. And that goes back to the bringing people together and the creativity and the art and all of that. And, you know, so we, we sometimes say, you know, we wanted to be very serious about what we did on the distilling side and take it really seriously. But we didn't want to be self-serious about it. You know, mm. we really wanted to approach everything we did with a sense of fun and joy and, and kind of that. like bring that into it, um, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully that's reflected in, you know, our tasting room and patio experience and the kinds of things we're doing there. Um, and we're really kind of trying to bring that out um, to, you know, a wider group through distributing our, our spirits and I our think packaging it and story and all that. I yeah. think from everything from, you know, obviously going to ISCO, um, like sitting outside in that area. And I don't think when I was there, I actually saw like a the bottle with like the logo and stuff, but I've seen it like elsewhere. Yeah. But now that it's so close, like I can really like pick up on like the little details and it feels like from from an outsider's point of view that you are like you love it. And y y that comes through, yeah. you know, and, and like you great. said, like not self-serious, but serious about your product. Yes. And I think that's a, you know, that can be a fine line to walk. Yep. But if you really love what you do and you're, you have fun doing it, I feel like it's, it really just, it really comes out. And for you guys, it, it really does. Um, I have to know, do you have a favorite, not of Isco Spirit, but in general, yeah. like vodka, gin, bourbon, is there one that is your like go-to? Ah. 
that right, a hard right. question? But so, well, when it's when it's our spirits, I mean, my my standard answer is that I love all my children all equally. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> and and the truth is, we you know we would never put out something that we didn't absolutely love. Mm. Um, you know, there's a still to put that back into and <laughs> turn it into something else. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, I. I've gone through different phases. Mm. It's kind of de- you pick a decade of my life, and I'll tell you it's a different <laughs> spirit that yeah. I really enjoyed. Um, or by season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I tend to drink more uh, like gin uh, yeah. in like the summer. Yeah, and I'll do whiskeys like year round for me, but whiskey like yeah. in the the winter, mm. like totally. warm fireplace glass of whiskey, so cozy. like and then vodka is kind of like hit or miss depending on where I am and what I'm what I'm doing. I right. Think. So for me, it's like. It's dependent on like time of year and like activity being done. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of equal opportunity. Mm. If it's if it's really delicious, mm. then I'm I am happy to uh, make its acquaintance. And I'm like the exact opposite of both of you. I like stick with vodka through and through ah. because I feel like even depending on the season, like vodka can go into any drink, whether the season, whether it's like light and fun and fruity or like cozy and you know like punchy like Absolutely. so i stick with my tried and true well, and for a, a lot of people that aren't big drinkers um like i bartended for like 10 years oh awesome uh, and you get that like the group of people that come in and like make me a drink and yeah, they yeah. give you nothing to go off of right you have to ask little questions but That's a lot of me. people that are <laughs> like not That's big fun. drinkers vodka a lot of them want to hide the taste of the that liquor and vodka is right. probably the easiest one to disguise with mm, other right. stuff. Absolutely, that's yeah. me. Yeah, I will say before, um, you know, the last couple of years, I really was not a big cocktail drinker. Mm. Um, I really, in general, would drink my spirit straight, um, kind of for that me. reason because you can really appreciate the spirit by itself for whatever it is, and you're not, you know, kind of hiding it in a bunch of other stuff. That said. Over the past couple of years, I've completely come around and now I absolutely love cocktails. Um, you know, I've just realized how many, uh, you know, incredibly wonderful things you can do that are really additive mm. and just, you know, turn something already great into something even better. Mm. Um, so I've, I've been on a real learning curve with that myself. Yeah, I mean, you get the right um, bartender or mixologist or whatever you want to yeah. call it uh, that really enjoys the taste of spirits themselves yes. and aren't just like a, a cocktail drinker like quote unquote cocktail drinker mm-hmm. but they'll instead of trying to hide it they'll find things that complement right it. exactly uh, and exactly. things that you may not have thought of like i like going to places that i don't always like them but that have all these different ingredients in a drink that i may not have ever tried before Absolutely. and i'm like i'll give it a shot yeah and sometimes it'll blow your mind and sometimes it's like eh, you know maybe that's for somebody else right. but uh, you can tell the person, whoever is behind the drink, is really trying to do something different that accents the liquor itself yes. or the spirit itself and not hide it. Absolutely. Which I think is cool. For sure. Do For you sure. get to be, because I know you guys do have cocktails at ISCO, do mm-hmm. you get to be part of the creation of like the fun cocktails like seasonally or when you come up with a new menu? Do you, Are you a big part in deciding those things? Well, um, thankfully, they... <laughs> I don't, I don't think they would want me to, to have to uh, run our cocktail menu um, uh, be, just because we have other folks that are really, really amazing mm. at it. Um, Andy Keentz uh, is our tasting room director. Oh, cool. And he does an amazing job um, mm. with the help of many other talented uh, other managers and bartenders um, to put together, uh, you know, something new and amazing new every, and fun. every season and, and does a lot more than that as well. 
Um, but uh, but I, I do get to taste, and Ooh. I sure do love that. And I mm-hmm. I've never been somebody who's um, shy to give my opinion. Mm. Um, so you know I I do get to participate that way. Um, happily, my opinion is usually, oh my god, that is so, so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can I have um, another yeah, one, please? Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so that's really great. But yeah, I, I, I yeah, just personally, I'm just somebody who always loves also like trying something new. If it, mm. if I haven't. You know, if it's a food or something like that and I've not come across it, Mm -hmm. I can't wait to try it. I just, Mm. you know, I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah, I'll try anything once. Right, exactly. And maybe a second time if I don't like it the first time. Yeah, 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 (laughs) right. Maybe you're having an off day. (laughs) Um, Has there ever been a cocktail, and I'm not super um, knowledgeable in the distillery like process but has there ever been a time when you've made something a cocktail or a a liquor or a spirit sorry that you were like oh I don't know how this is like maybe there was a funky ingredient and you weren't like oh maybe this isn't going to be good and then you try it and you're like oh my god do something experimental yeah like yeah thank you so I have I think a really um possibly good example for Mm. you with that so we have so right now we have the vodka the gin we have patina which is our bourbon barrel aged gin which we have here and can try today um we have lots more bourbon on the way but not quite yet so you have to stay tuned for that but the next product that we're going to put out in january is uh an oyster vodka oh we're calling oh. it ostrida mm. I'm giving you i'm giving you guys the scoop oh, this is the we scoop, have an exclusive right? <laughs> i love this um, um it's gonna it's called ostrida and um we distilled our vodka with oysters oh because um, one of the things huh. I, I didn't mention this i don't think yet but you know one of the things that isco does very differently than a lot of other small startup distilleries is that we make everything from scratch so our vodka does not come from a factory in the midwest mm. um it comes from corn grown for us on a farm in new york state a couple hours away it's 100 percent organic corn it's milled to our specs brought to us and we make we go through the many different runs that you need to do to make what we call neutral spirit which is the high proof spirit that you use to make vodka by adding water um, or you use it as the base of your gin to distill um, and basically every other specialty spirit that that we make comes from that as well. Wow. Um, so we took uh, our vodka that we made from that 100% organic corn um, and we distilled it with lo- fresh local oysters. OMG. Um, and uh, it's really delicious. And Ooh! we're so excited. It's sort of like if you can imagine um, – like a pre-made dirty martini almost it's oh. briny it's got a hint of mineral minerality to it oh um, man it's got the still still the really creamy uh texture that our vodka has because it's made from corn mm. um and it's just really nice and we wow. think this is like the type of thing that people you know people hear about it and they you know some people are like oh my god i have to try that right away that's so exciting mm. and some people are like uh, uh what? oyster vodka oyster yeah. did you say oyster vodka? the first thing that popped into my head was just like and since you said it's kind of like a dirty martini i guess i'm close yeah. would be that it would be have like almost like a saltiness yes it does it, it does have a brine and i have a few it. friends yeah. that are like big dirty martini yeah. drinkers so I'm, i think they'll be into that yeah yeah so that's that's you know just one that that's made me so think cool of though yeah that's that's exactly what i i'm talking about because it's it's things like that where you know you do something that's slightly different that's some people, like you said, might be like, oh, it's not my thing. But you're going to have this whole group of people that are like, oh, my God, a vodka that already has a brine for my dirty martinis. Like, yeah. this is going to be fantastic. Totally. Or they don't even like uh, my husband, too. He loves a, a dirty martini. And um, it's almost like you could probably like, shake it with some ice and just drink it straight up and kind of get that you know, vibe of a martini oh, yeah. without having to put like the vermouth or like the olives or anything. Absolutely. Um, It's a little bit more 
it's a beeline right, right, <laughs> to right, that right. experience. Exactly. Totally. That's so, so cool. I'm yeah. excited. Um, and we've also, we've been having fun. You know, we, you can actually, we sample a little bit of like the very first um, run of this at the tasting room currently. We haven't cool. put it out. It, it's sort of, we, that's where we kind of pilot our experimental spirits mm-hmm. to see how they do and how people react. Um, but we've been playing around with it in cocktails and we have one uh, called Pearl, um, which has a little bit of a uh, red wine mignonette added to it um, and is oh. garnished with cocktail onions. <laughs> and we've been saying that it'd be so fun because we were trying to decide, should it come with a lemon twist? Should mm. it not come with, you know, then you really get a lot of lemon on the nose, which is lovely. But then you don't get as much of sort of the oyster, mm. on the no- you know. Um, and so we we're saying, oh, you know, we should serve it where people can, it's on the, the um, lemon is on the side so that, you can experience it one way first mm. and then you can add your lemon twist and experience mm. it that way. And maybe, you know, we're thinking about like a little bottle of hot sauce. Oh, that's so, so cute. that if you like it, like spicy. an oyster shooter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's you sort of so have this cute. whole kind of, you know, it's like the fun of oysters is that it's yeah. a project, right? Yep. And so this would be also a project, but mm. for your drink. You oh know? my God. That's so such think, a cool idea. We just think it's fun. I don't know. Cool it's, it's, we're really excited about mm. it. It's a fun, and fun it's innovative product. and it's like, you're, you're not, I mean, again, because you guys are the the, dis- the distillery in, in Rhode Island, it's cool that you get to have this experimental and people are going to try it, you know, and someone like for me, I'm not, a, I don't particularly like dirty martinis. I like more, you know, I like like just kind of, I guess just plain, like I'm very, I, so part of the reason I'm so excited about doing a tasting is because I can't wait to hear from you because I've never really had the chance to experience spirits in a way that's not like vodka soda or like a sangria or like a you know some sort of like pre-made in my head like oh that's what I like right um and even going to your tasting room if someone is like oh I don't know if I would like that trying an oyster vodka and being like oh my god this is it like kind of gives you the experience and like tells you a story absolutely instead of this like weird narrative in your head that's like oh I don't like I don't like gin drinks I've, I've had one gin drink like when I was 21 and I decided I hated it and I haven't tried one since right right um it kind of gives the opportunity to like be a little more open yeah Yeah. and and gin's one of those liquors or spirits where people try like say tangeray that has like the real piney yeah strong piney taste to it and then that's all they try right and then they never have anything else and like I don't like gin because right, right. it tastes like that but it's like well but there's like cucumber gin that's and right there's, like, milder ones and stronger yes. ones and like uh, i think that's the response you get most if somebody tries that like that standard off-the-shelf yes. gin and then like, they don't no, like christmas trees yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i'm not a christmas they're, tree they're a grinch which yeah. I, um, I think that is literally my experience i think i had like a tanqueray and tonic maybe and it was like super it tastes like a christmas tree and i'm like i know Right, this exactly. Not- oh, so I'm really excited for you to try our gin because our gin is uh, definitely not that style. It's not your kind of typical London dry. Um, mm. It's, you know, it's a more modern style of gin. It's sometimes referred to, sometimes called like a Western gin. Um, but uh, but it's basically, there is, of course, juniper in it. In fact, it's the most, we use the most juniper to make it, but we also use 16 additional botanicals. Mm. And so it's a much more balanced kind of botanical spirit mm-hmm. where you get a lot of other flavors as well. And they're really kind of all in harmony with each other without one or two just like punching through. Mm. Um, 
And, you know, we, we may make a gin at some point that's sort of a more traditional yeah. um, Christmas forward, tree. You know? <laughs> for, like, for like your gin, gin. purists. Yeah. You know? yeah, we may yeah. do that at some point. You know, we're definitely not ruling it out, but we really wanted to start with something that was a little bit different. Mm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, um, so I have a question. I yeah. picked up on what you had said it earlier, how you don't use the, I don't know a right word for it. But Neutral like the, spirit. Yeah, like the, the starter you can buy Correct. from other companies. Yes. Like I listen to a... Uh, watch these guys on YouTube that run a uh, whiskey tasting mm -hmm. school yep. and they'll talk about how certain startup whiskey companies will buy like that, like starter base mm -hmm. uh, and then build off of it or That's like right. combine from multiple other ones yes. to make their own blend. Yes. Um, and instead of doing that, you're kind of starting from scratch. That's how right. much time does that add to your total? <laughs> so much time. <laughs> <laughs> it's making vodka from like, so when we were running around, in the phase before we actually started this and, you know, visiting tons of distilleries and talking to distillers and talking to, you know, business people and everybody we could talk to about this, doing a ton of research. Um, everybody said, are you sure you want to make vodka from scratch? <laughs> like, really? Because um, it's a little bit, it's sort of a little, you know, I mentioned the crazy factor. Mm. Like, it's a little crazy to do that, mm. um, just in that you can buy it so cheap when mm. yeah. you're not. And like, you know, um, and, you know, that's fine. And, and by the way, I just want to say, like, there's nothing wrong with, you know, blending spirits. There's nothing wrong with, you know, in fact, a, a true London dry. You actually are not supposed to manufacture the spirit underneath. It's supposed to be all about mm. your skill in creating something from that other product. Right. Uh -huh. So, like, I'm not I'm not trying to knock people that do it differently. It just wasn't what we wanted to do. We really wanted to know our farmer, honestly, and mm -hmm. we wanted to be part of a regenerative cycle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we send all of our spent grains uh, to uh, Simmons Farm where they get fed to some very happy pigs and cows. Um, you know, nice, nice boozy slurry. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like distilling is a really resource intensive business. Um, mm -hmm. And we just, it just seems like these days you, you, we all got to figure out a way to, you know, do what we can to mm -hmm. try to um encourage the type of you know in our case it's like we wanted to support the type of agriculture that, that we really hope people will continue to practice because mm. we're gonna have to um so um so yeah so that's that's sort of back to the you know yeah that's, uh, so that's oh cool, time though, though. Yeah. about two months mm. um for two months added to what it would have been well essentially. you know i can't speak to anybody else's process but like our you know for our vodka from the time that we um you know get the the shipment of corn comes from the farm like it's probably about two months because we have to do multiple runs through the still. Um, and then we um, proof it down. That's the process of adding water uh, to get it so that it, <laughs> it won't like <laughs> set you on fire because it's so alcoholic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we do that really, really, really slowly. Mm. Um, and then we also, um, you know, we filter it uh, at least 20 times. Like it's just like the whole, and then we, you know, we do all our vodka. All that just ends mm -hmm. up taking us about two months for the vodka. Oh. Um, so that, that's, and that's just vodka. And then, of course, you know, we have a ton of whiskey that we're aging. And so that Very takes, I mean, that's that. like, so am I. Um, <laughs> well, I know about some of it. We released one called Blue Velvet. Um, Ooh, that's I love the name. two different types of blue corn. Um, one is a uh, organic strain from the U.S. And the other is a landrace strain from Mexico, which landrace means that this, um, this corn is unchanged from its wild genetic ancestor. It's been farmed the same way for like millennia. Oh my That's God. Cool. Um, That's and it's awesome. grown by groups of family farmers. And the, um, anyway, we, we released that product because we didn't have to age that one as long. We did it in smaller barrels, but because the corn was so amazing, it came out 
like incredible Ooh. in a short time. Yeah, I was I'm uh, like looking a little bit on your website too, just to like get some ideas of what you carry. Yeah, while we're talking, and I was like, I see that one's out of stock. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> sold, it. it sold out in about three hours. Oh wow. yeah. I mean, we didn't make a lot because you know we wanted to know if it was truly mm. delicious, and then yeah. we we're like, oh no, it's truly it's delicious. Oh yeah. shoot, we have <laughs> like, a whole thing about um, coming on us. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that we're hoping to have more of that um, mm. next year. We we don't say exactly when because you know you yeah, can't. Uh, you can't always exactly figure it out to the day with whiskey. It really is its own process. Um, but then we have a lot more bourbon that's going to be at least a couple of years out. Yeah, and I've heard people talk about, I don't know the podcast I was listening to. I don't remember. But talking about how like things like that aging process, yeah. uh, especially if you're like, especially it has to be for the larger companies, but like half of it is like you're in the storage business. That's right. You're just I'm, I'm storing in the, barrels. In, that's for, right. It's mini storage. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's got to be. Well, like, actually, it's, all... it's not that many. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, I bet it's, it started probably mini and now it's. But that's a whole not. other own logistical process because that's got to be temperature controlled and humidity controlled and all that kind of fun stuff. And well, do you do yeah. everything at your location or do you have to have multiple? Um, we have a separate location to store most of our barrels. So mm. if you come on a tour, uh, you might see just a couple if they're being filled that day, but then. As soon as they are, we roll them off to a separate spot. I mean, everybody told us that um, we would run out of room quickly, and it happened even faster. And they were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah, no, our Rick House is sort of a, a separate, a separate place. But yeah, it is really. I mean, it's. It also it's 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 you have to have a really. Um, you have to be patient and mm. have a pretty long time horizon to make aged spirits. Um, it just is sort of part of the part of the business and you know and it's kind of I mean I don't again I'm not I've never done it before but it must be also like a little risky too because if you spend all this time aging it and then for whatever reason like sucks well well, just (laughs) it's not exactly what you want it to be or whatever like you know that's that's a lot of your time and I'm sure money and storing and and it so I'm sure there's like some trial and error and having to be patient if it has to wait you know three years yeah that's that's gonna be like hard, but again, because you're a problem solver, I'm sure you're kind of up for the challenge and yeah. figuring it out. Because um, maybe if it doesn't come out exactly how you want it to, maybe it works well in a cocktail, or maybe you, you can figure out other ways to utilize it. Yeah. Um, but and that's and gonna you know, be so the good hard. thing is you're not flying totally. And I think I should differentiate a little between kind of the more experimental products mm. and. Um, things that are a little bit more standard, and so you're not flying totally blind. You okay. know, you, you. I think as as distillers, we sort we we see you know, um, and you know, I, I love the way uh, Dan, our head distiller, um, will often talk about you know that their job in in the beginning when we're doing the fermentations is to be like a babysitter for the yeast, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you gotta like make sure they don't have too much sugar and go all crazy, and like you know, <laughs> but like you gotta make sure the conditions are nice and everybody, mm. you know. Um, so there's a lot of it's a lot of like caretaking and of sort of resources and like natural things right and and it's our job to set up the appropriate conditions mm. using science and using our knowledge and using you know the history of knowledge that's in this industry um but then then it's time mm. and then we just then you let time do its thing and so I think there's actually something really kind of beautiful about that, that yeah um that has always really appealed to me and you mm. know being in and around the neighborhood that we're in now for like the last two, you know, 20 years. Mm. Um, well, A makes me feel old, but B, um, <laughs> B also, yeah. it's, it's, there's something really sweet about um, now doing this business that's going to then, you know, hopefully be um, 
putting our things out there like way mm. into the future and, yeah. and you know I don't know there's just something kind of nice about that yeah it's like situation. making a legacy kind of like and having things down the road a legacy of booze yeah heck yes <laughs> that's our favorite kind I'm I'm, I'm good with that yeah. um I do have a quick question sure. um because I've also worked in the restaurant industry and I remember when Tito's came out and I could be wrong. I'm, hopefully I'm not wrong in saying this. I know it was cool because it was like a potato vodka versus mm-hmm. like a wheat vodka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people with like gluten intolerance could, you know, enjoy yeah. that vodka more. Is there a reason or or why is what is corn versus wheat versus mm. potato versus rice? What, sure. rice? Yeah. yeah what's absolutely. The, what's the choice? I mean, you get re- so, you know, I mean, I think it's really interesting because uh, um, and I, you know, we've been doing some experiments with some other grains that are not corn. Um, for instance, we actually uh, have an experimental bourbon going with um, using malt we made out of Kernza, which is a perennial wheat, Ooh. which is mm. really kind of cool. Mm. Per- perennial wheat is neat. Because, oh, that rhymes. Nice. Um, <laughs> that, that'll be on the bottom. You can have that Land Institute. <laughs> um, that's, who, that's who developed it. Um, but uh, uh, it's really cool because you don't need as many inputs to grow it because it just comes back every year. Mm. So like the implications um, for farming and the environment are pretty big on something like that. And we just think it'd be really cool to make a whiskey out of it. Mm-hmm. So we are working with some other grains other than corn. That said, corn, you know, you know, we've all, we all know that there's like corn syrup and like we're all, you know, they heard that like we're made of corn, you know, like it's, it's the foundational um, crop that's in absolutely everything in mm. various forms. We use it for fuel. Like, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. You know, it's everywhere. Right. So we've had people be like, you care about sustainability. Like, why are you using corn? And I think it's a really interesting question. Um, and, you know, I'm really interested in re- like corn or maize is, is, you know, was one of the main crops that sustained people on this continent, like, Mm. for a very, very long time. Mm. We've not always had the relationship with it that we have right now. And I'm really interested in reestablishing a relationship with this plant. So that's one Mm. one kind of reason. And, you know, in terms of flavor, I think that, again, I'm completely biased, but, (laughs) um, you know, and, you know, we'll see this in the tasting, but I think that the, um, the, creaminess that you get the hint of sweetness that you get is really just very nice for a vodka i mean mm. i can appreciate a vodka made from other things as well um but i think that you just get this really delightful quality from corn but oh, also so going back to your somebody mentioning sustainability mm. with corn um sustainability has less to do with the type of plant you're doing and more in the type of farming you're doing yes, if yes, anything yes. that you decide you're going to do a, a monoculture uh, farm that's a hundred thousand acres of the same thing every single year right. is, is going to eventually be bad for that soil, bad for that yes. environment. Um, but if you're going to do more like a, a, a regenerative agriculture kind of deal, you can grow pretty much anything. Yeah, and it's mm. still sustainable. Yeah, for it sure. just depends Absolutely. on who you're getting it from, that's what the right. farm's doing. So. That's right, right. And 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 again, you know, we we're, we're sort of you know. We, I'm probably talking more about it today than we do sometimes because we, we also just want people to enjoy our spirits and mm. not like, you know, like feel like they, I don't know. We, we, we want to, we want to talk to people in lots of different ways. Mm. Um, but I do think that more and more the same way that we've seen such a trend for people to, you know, go to farmer's markets and like care about where their, their meat and vegetables are coming from and, mm-hmm. and realize that, you know, even in a small way, they can kind of have an impact on mm. these things. Um, I think people more and more are starting to figure out that spirits are kind of no different. Mm. Um, I certainly had that moment myself when I looked up at my liquor shelf and, you know, realized I'd been spending so much of my energy, 
you know, sourcing my food in, in this way that made sense to me. And then I looked at my spirit shelf and was like, what are these? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't actually don't know anything about any of, you know, I, I mean, of course I had some local stuff, but like most of it was not. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I, I think that we're going to get to a place that, you know, craft beer has gone before us where it's just going to become, um, I think there's still a lot of people who haven't quite made that leap yet, but I'm hopeful that they will. Yeah, and there's a, I think in the craft beer industry too, you know, you're going to get all sorts and different people have different business models and to each their own. But there's also some places, I believe there's a few in Rhode Island where like they have their own like hops farm. Mm-hmm. Like, and so they're making their own hops oh, yeah. and they're growing it or like they get their barley from the right, uh, a right. specific person or uh, what have you, but yeah, everything is made from those plants. Right. So whether you're thinking about just being at the farmer's market or if you're picking up your bottle, um, a lot of the time, smaller, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, but like smaller companies will dig into that a little bit more, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the bigger companies, it depends. I feel like you hit a mass production scale at some point oh, yes. and you have to like, there's certain types of say agriculture that like just aren't doable. Like you can't have that many of this thing. And that's why I think too, if you get some of those, um, it tends to get on the more expensive side, but like the certain like aged scotches or whiskeys, um, from Europe and those places have been there forever. And they like probably own the farm that makes, and there's a reason they're so good and it stayed the same way. And, also a reason that it's expensive is because they don't make as many bottles of, of course. It. And like you kind of hit that weird point where it has to kind of branch one way or another. For sure. Um, no, you, it's you, interesting. It is interesting. And you know, you hit on something really important, which is like, you know, when we, when we first started this, I was like, Oh, we're going to, you know, source all of our botanicals locally and we're going to forage everything. And, and then as we started to get into it, we realized that at the scale that we were producing, that it was extremely difficult to source some of those botanicals mm-hmm. locally. Um, we went down the road with a bunch of, you know, farms and trying to figure that out. And it just, and, and we're like, we're still quite small. Like we're not at that, you know, this huge scale yeah. at this point by any means um, we're tiny. But um, but we're big enough, you know, just in terms of the size of our still um, that, you know, it, anyway, it was just an interesting learning experience for mm. me. Um, I, I, we do source, I'm really happy to say, um, two of the botanicals from our gin from Sanctuary Herbs, which if mm. you're not familiar with, that is a really cool local organization, um, works with immigrant and refugee farmers um, to do uh, the growing and they do a bunch of like teas and herbs and things like that so mm. that makes me very happy cool. but but you know you point out a, a good point which is that there's there's also sort of a rubber meets the road and mm. yeah you know you gotta you, i think sometimes things don't everything can't be perfect all the time mm. and sometimes you just gotta yeah sometimes you gotta do what you gotta but also there's uh and we talk about it a lot on here uh even like the december issue of our hey roadie magazine mm-hmm. is gonna be about shopping local mm-hmm. and like especially now and it's an awesome thing about new businesses in general is that everybody's really trying to like like stay local uh support their other local businesses local farmers uh fishermen whatever you happen to be doing um and that's fantastic and it's a good way to know exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. but also you can get to bigger safe farms that you you're not going to like these monster commercial ones but you may not be able to stay super local if you need a certain amount of a product but you can still know that farmer yes and what they do and what their practices are 
and still feel good about that. Absolutely. Without having to like, everybody wants to be local, but it's just not always possible. Yeah. It depends yeah. on what you're trying yeah. to get. You right. Know? Exactly. And sometimes it's not the best, yeah, to your point. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, there's, there are other strategies that also mm. work and are not evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said earlier, like you were talking about how, you know, people can do small things and they make a big difference. So if you, you know, obviously every single point of everything you do can't be exactly perfect, exactly right. But if you're, you know, clearly you guys are very uh, aware and are trying very hard to have a, a, a sustainable product and Clearly, like that is more than I think any any other people are really doing in your field. Um, and also, we were you were just saying, and what I think is really cool is, you know, I remember when I was in my young twenties, and when you got beer, it was like at a bar. It was always like you know Budweiser or Sam Adams or whatever. What's cheapest? Yeah, right. but now <laughs> when you go to a bar, it's almost like you don't even see those beers anymore, and it's all local beers or right. like semi local beers. And I feel like we, it took a little while to get to that point, but I feel like you are in such a good place because th I feel like that has to be the next place to go is like with the spirits. Yeah. Because like you said, at my house, we have all local beers and we have a lot of local spirits, but some, some will just pick up whatever. And it's like at restaurants too, you go to a restaurant and you try to find a local one and sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I think because of like what Nick said, people are really trying to stay local. People are really trying to keep it within their community. You are, you, you've created like a really good path for yourself because you are the local distillery. Like yes. you are the local <laughs> and people, um, whether they, uh, know it or not, it makes a difference. Yeah. You know, like putting that money back into your community because you're so conscious of the, the way the product is made, that's doing a good thing for the environment and for the world, for the community. So I feel like that craft beer thing happened and yes. I'm ready for the spirit. Yes. The yes, craft yes. spirits to happen. Yeah. No, us, us too. I mean, and I think, I think you're exactly right. Like we still have a little ways to go, mm. you know, not, um, there are definitely people that get it and they're so excited. Um, but then, you know, I think, I think even though the consumers really want it, they're, you know, the, the, the smaller craft folks just can't compete on mm. price with the big yeah. folks, right? So, like, there's always – that is a big hurdle um, mm. that is, you know, still, I think, quite present. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but I think more and more um, more and more places are, are sort of getting on board. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, your key there is just make a good product. Mm. And I, th Absolutely. I think especially with liquor, <laughs> with liquor, people will pay more money for a better product. Absolutely. So, like, I uh, – I, Similar to you, I you know you said that you used to drink most things just straight, yes, or 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 neat, yeah. Um, and I pretty much do that with whiskey, yep. Um, at home, that's like my drink of choice, uh, and I will, for the most part, spend fifty, sixty dollars. But I'll also, if I take a trip up to New Hampshire and hit one of those town line liquor stores, like. I'll buy a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey and yeah. you know, savor cause, it because there mm. it was a hundred bucks, but here it was 170. So, right, right, right. oh my gosh, <laughs> but, that's amazing! But, um, it the, as long as you have because I have heard in the past, like not really recently, but somebody would be like, Oh, shop local at my place, and then people go and then they're like, Oh, it's too expensive. And I don't think you're gonna hear too expensive if what you're doing is great. Mm. So you got to, the rubber has to meet the road, you know, For you have sure. to like really put out a good product yeah. and you, you can charge 
what you need to charge for it and people will pay right. it if you have a good product. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, and and you know, on that note, I'm so glad that we've been finally able to open the inside of the tasting room, which mm-hmm. um we probably would have done a lot sooner, but we <laughs> we ended up with a lot more people outside than we'd sort of prepared for in our mm-hmm. initial uh, you know, sort of planning. Um mm-hmm. just because of the pandemic and people could space out and um, we had lots of fire pits. We stayed open all winter last year and people kept coming. So the inside of the tasting room kind of got converted into a giant service bar for the outside. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we'd had this little 50 seat tasting room and then we were always going to do a little something outside, but suddenly some days it was quite busy. It was so big. Um, and- so yeah. So, so there was a big question of like, okay, let's open the inside, but like, where do we put anything? We have yeah. no storage. <laughs> Our dishwasher's tiny. Like, yeah. You know, all these kind of logistical um, uh, problems to solve. Um, but I'm really excited that the inside's finally open because I, I think that, you know, some people would come to us and, and think like, gee, this is an expensive bar or something. Like, mm. you're like, oh, yeah. no, we made it here. Yeah, We're no, not this a is... bar. We're a tasting <laughs> yeah, room. Like, exactly. look, that's our still, you yeah. know. Um, so I, I just think that kind of helps, too, to understand, like, mm. to, to really mm. understand how much work goes into creating something especially when you're doing it from scratch that it does reflect in the quality like you're saying and Mm. is worth it that said we're not we're actually not um more expensive no i was looking at your your prices (laughs) yeah no we're not we're actually not super Mm. pricey but um i wouldn't look at any of your prices and be like wow that's expensive yeah no no no. we we wanted to be yeah yeah especially for made from organic well i was gonna say once you know the story behind it and 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 like both of you are saying, like if if you know the story, you know the product, you're gonna spend the money, and that's you know it's all all encompassing, yeah, you know. And I absolutely. think especially like you said, and I want to get to this question is like your doors opened during the pandemic. Yes, well, our window. Our it's actually window. our window. <laughs> we just we opened the window, not the door, to pass things through. That perfect because yes. you had that big space outside, which yes. is so. Um, the first time I went there, I was like. I wasn't really sure what to expect, um, and it was so cool. It's, like, such a cool environment to be in. The drinks are great. Like you said, the fire pits. When I went, there was, um, like, a, a, a pop-up. So I don't yeah. remember what the food was. I know I ate a lot of it, yeah. but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> um, there was, like, a pop-up station for food, and yep. the cocktails were slinging. And, it, yeah. the, like, the uh, it was just such a cool, like, different never felt like never been to a place like that before vibe um but i'm I'm just curious like how was it like during that yeah time? oh yeah <laughs> that's well, a crazy time I mean, it, yeah it was i mean so right so so um in march we were doing a series of like five friends and family events before we soft open and then we were gonna grand open in april and, you know, I think it was the second or third of one of those events was like one of the last times that everybody saw each other inside mm. and then yeah. everything shut down. Um, so we realized pretty quickly, like a lot of other small distilleries, like, oh, shoot, we can make sanitizer. We basically we make one of the main ingredients for it. Like there isn't any. Mm. We'd better do something about this. So um, we, you know, started making sanitizer. We collaborated with um, some other local businesses on it, which was really awesome. It was like a great story mm. of, you know, everyone kind of coming together. Um, specifically, it was a chemical company um, in East Providence. Oh, um, cool. So, uh, and then also actually Narragansett beer, because in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, we were making the sanitizer out of our like beautiful organic corn. Oh, it was no. the most delightful sanitizer, <laughs> oh, but it was God. also just like, oh, no. Like, um, and then Gansett had all this beer that, you know, 
you know, people weren't buying, the bars were closed. And so we started making the sanitizer out of their oh, cool. beer. Um, which actually we turned, you know, we used the beginning of the run, which was very high proof, very high alcohol to make the sanitizer. And the middle of the run was so, um, you can't use to make sanitizer because the proof, the alcohol content drops. Mm. Um, but it kind of seemed like it might be really delicious. And mm. so we stuck it in a barrel and waited a year and released it as a uh, just sort of limited edition thing from the tasty room. We called it Kismet. Oh. Uh, I swear, it drank like a single malt. It was crazy. Wow. And it, yeah, it was it was wild. It was, um, it's about time IPA. That we oh, distilled. that's so cool. Um and uh, actually, yeah, we uh, we have some other potential recycler projects in in the mix, so we'll, we'll keep you posted on those. But um, but yeah, so yeah, we made the sanitizer. We were handing it out from our window. Uh, we called it the "Wish We Could" window. It was "Wish We Could Give You a Hug," but we can't. We're going to give you the sanitizer. Oh, that's so and, fun! And you should buy a bottle of vodka while you're at Please. it. Please, yeah. um, sanitize your insides yeah. and your outsides. Right, that's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> we got a lot, a lot of that. Um, uh, so that that was good, and you know, it was good to feel. I mean, it was good to feel like there was something that we could do at mm. that time um then we did a guest bartender program since the bars were all closed where you know each weekend it would be a different bartender from a bar around town mixing drinks you know uh, handing them out through the window and then we opened our patio in the beginning of july last mm. year and started programming the heck out of it um as you were saying we did um you know all these pop-ups which we're still doing you know mm. a lot of food um a lot of uh, music DJs. Uh, we worked with PVD Live and did a lot of my live music shows and just generally tried to, uh, in some ways, you know, act like a little bit of a small business incubator sometimes for, mm. for businesses that had started during the pandemic and just mm. needed space. Um, and uh, just kind of, again, going back to the bringing people together, we, we really wanted it to be a fun delicious space mm. to be in um so we've had a blast with with all of that it's been it's been really great and you really made vodka out of corn you know like making le like lemons out of lemonade whatever yeah, 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 i was yeah, trying right, to be like right, a right, cute right. pun but yeah, it didn't really, yeah, it yeah. Didn't really work <laughs> um no that's really cool and the when we went to um isco it was like one of the first places we went to when things started to open back yeah. up because there was space yeah. it was roomy it you could be outside comfortably absolutely um you could you know at that point when masks were the thing yeah. right like you you wore it. You didn't take it off. Right. You were far enough away from people where you felt comfortable yes. to do that. And the drinks were fun and like the food was always fun. And I just it kind of similarly with we were chatting with Jeremy from the Guild. Like I think a lot of like breweries and vineyards and distilleries um, when maybe people that wasn't top of mind, like, oh, I'll hang out there a lot of these places have a lot of space. Right. Exactly. So it's like you can go there and you can relax and you can feel. So it like lended it, like obviously COVID, the, the pandemic was the worst thing to happen, but it was, it shined light on businesses that may have not normally had that sort of like spotlight. Absolutely. Um, so I think it kind of, even though like you think, oh, opening a business during the pandemic sounds so daunting. And so, which I'm sure there was so many obstacles, but you know, you were able to give a sense of community to people who really didn't have any for almost a year yeah. um, just by opening up that area near the steel yard and, and having those the music and the window and all that stuff. So it's like you you really, you know, took such a, a, a I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like you just really made it possible for people to feel connected again in yeah. a way that they were safe and happy and yep. fun and yep. able to try some cocktails. And it kind of... Uh, it's all it's all like 
Kismic. It's all yeah, Kismic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and now it's so cool because you know we were sort of the first to um to open on our block, but it's it's a transformed landscape, mm. and we have so many awesome businesses. Um, mm. That are all, you know, rocking out on Sims Ave. Yay. And it's just really fun. Like, we, we all feel like we complement each other really well. Um, and we love working together. And it's just, a, it's a really nice community to be a part of. Mm. Yeah, it's cool over there. Yeah. Really uh, all right. We are, uh, I think, talking about um, sanitizing outside, sanitizing inside. I think we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll okay. do uh, some tasting. Uh, and then we'll let you get out of here. All right? <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. And we're back for the tasting portion of uh, today's show. And uh, we have three different spirits in front of us. And uh, we're going to get walked through these. Yeah. So um, we're going to start with structural vodka, which is our vodka. <laughs> Obviously. Um, <laughs> oh, it, does, it does smell kind of sweet. Yeah, you wow. get so right. If, if you if you just kind of get your nose in there, you really you get this real sweetness almost on the like nose. A, almost birthday cakey. Yes. Yes, exactly. And exactly. I feel like when you smell a lot of other liquors, it like burns your nose yes. a little bit. And this does not burn no, my nose No, there will be no, no burning of any noses. Um, but yeah, you know, as you as you take a sip. You just take a sip. Just, yeah, just yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, just a little sip. <laughs> You sort of you roll it around in your mouth a little bit. Sometimes, you know, when, when you're tasting spirits, the first sip, you really do get a lot of alcohol. So, you know, you sort of take a, a first sip and you kind of like, almost like you're sort of chewing it over. Kind of chew delicious. it around a little bit. Thank you. It yeah. is kind of like, I think creamy was creamy, a really good yeah. word to, to yes, explain Yes, it's got a real creaminess to it um, in addition to that sweetness from the corn. And it's um, not like and a shock value. No, no, it's, it's got a really nice long finish. Mm. Um, and it's really, we, we talk about it as being kind of round. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, that's what you get when you take hundred percent organic corn, spend <laughs> two months turning it into vodka. Well, you can definitely <laughs> taste the difference. And like, as someone who is a little intimidated by, um, spirits, this is not, this feels like very soft. Yes. Yes. Um, I really like this. Yeah. 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 This is great. Yeah. And it's like, um, and I don't know if it's the type of, um, fermenting process or whatever that some people do where like. The only burn you get on this is like a bit in the throat. Mm -hmm. And there are some where maybe it's just that they're too high proof or something, but yeah. you actually get it like on the tongue. The right, burn. right. Sure. But you can like, this can just sit and I can taste mm -hmm. it and yes. then swallow. And yes. then you get the little bit of a burn, but Absolutely. you're not losing any of the flavor. Totally. And, and you know, interesting that you bring up flavor. You know, I was pleased to see, uh, I think about two years ago now, um, the kind of federal governing body for spirits that makes all the rules and definitions, which there are many, many, um, you know, and, and defines what each spirit is and how you like what characteristics it needs to have, how it needs to be made to be called something. Um, mm. They actually changed their definition of vodka. It used to be some part of that definition used to be that it was flavorless and, you know, colorless and odorless and all. It was sort of it was like as opposed to being something, it was sort of an absence of things. Mm. Um, but uh but actually, you know, they changed it to uh, say that vodka could reflect the character of the product it was made from. And, oh. and that's, you know, we were talking about before, like you really, it is a different thing to have a wheat-based vodka or potato-based mm. vodka or corn-based vodka. Um, so, you know, even though you're distilling it up to this very high proof, which does remove a lot of the flavor compounds, it sure doesn't remove everything. And it certainly doesn't remove the differences that you get in texture and things mm. like that as well. 
Um, so yeah, anyway, I was going to yeah. say it's it's so rant. Like, I don't know what you just said. It, so I know I'm not crazy. But in my head, I was like, is it weird that this vodka has like different texture than other? Yeah, vodkas? no, no. It's in, and it's very clear. Like the second you start sipping it, it like feels full yes. and soft yes. and like. I, oh, I'm so You're doing happy. Great. You're doing yeah. great at this. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have some friends when I bartended uh, that would just drink straight vodka. But it would be like, I don't want to bash anybody, but it would be something like three olives. Yeah. And I'm like, how are you drinking that straight? <laughs> and it would be like the flavored ones or whatever. Right. So it wasn't too, oh, too crazy. Oh, I was going to say uh, that. <laughs> and it was like, like Poor choices. one. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no! my God. And I'm like oh. a whiskey drinker. Oh, boy. And like. I was like, I don't know how you guys are doing that, but I was like, I could never drink vodka straight, but I could sip that like whiskey. Yes, like the way yes, I would yes, sip you could. It, it, it actually is it's quite nice. It is. It's really neater good. with a cube of ice, but it mixes great too. So and it makes me really excited for your oyster vodka. Yes. Like the fact that this is so, like I can just imagine like, because I'm assuming that the texture will be the same, just the flavor profile That's will be slightly right. different. Exactly. And I'm like, I'm very excited. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reta- really retains that creamy flavor. I think at some point down the road, we're going to take this on the road and we're going to do one from. It's cool. That would be so. Fun. We'd love. Yeah, we'd yeah, love to host cool. you. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Please, open invitation. <gasps> Yay! Oh my goodness. Cool. All right. What do we have for All number right. two? Here? So number two here is um, our ornamental gin. So to make this, uh, we do the same process that we do to make our vodka. Uh, but then we bring everything over um, and we use our smaller still, which is what we use to make our gin. Um, we have uh, 16 additional botanicals, um, or sorry, 15 additional botanicals in addition to the juniper. Um, we macerate everything in the pot of the still, um, meaning we let it soak in the spirit overnight to kind of absorb all the. Sorry, so yes, <laughs> I, 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 try, try to not to use too much lingo. No, that's like, like just as an aside, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is to be in a conversation with somebody and they're just throwing out all this language and you mm-hmm. have no idea What's what it that means. Mean? That drives me nuts. Right, so we, I we sure hope I haven't done that to you today. No, you haven't. no we had a conversation <laughs> about photography and I, I think I brought that up. Uh, in one of our podcasts that I was like, this is a subject that's really hard to not use jargon yes. to talk about. Yes. But then you feel bad because you're like, you don't want the other person. And to every feel five like, minutes I was like, what does that mean? Right. Yeah. But not, I like the jargon, but I do also like when people can use it in context properly mm-hmm. so you know how it's supposed to be said. But then like you just did kind of define it. Right, right, right. So you Absolutely. Know and also Absolutely. I just had like a rebirth. I think I'm a gin drinker now. Oh, okay, right. This gin is so good. So yeah, so so the gin, so the gin's made, you know, some of the botanicals that we have um lemon balm, we have passion flower, um, elderberry, um, we have uh uh there's cardamom and ginger, um, we finish it with fistfuls of hops and a bunch of other botanicals as mm. well. Um there's a lot of citrus that comes through. Uh so you really get this um kind of balanced, you know, experience. Um, it also still retains that kind of smooth roundness to the the quality of the spirit. Um, but it's uh but yeah, it's it's just a very different thing. Wow, it's so good. I like I took a sip. I don't I and you I don't know if you picked up on it because you were doing a very good job explaining what we were kind of experiencing. I like looked at Nick with like wide eyes like, oh my God, this is so I haven't like I said, I think the last gin drink I had, I was probably like 21 years old. I got you know, a Tanqueray and tonic. And I was like, I hate this. Right. And yeah. this has, it's like, 
Again, I don't know if I'll explain it. Well, it's the fact it. that it's also botanical. So yes. it adds mm-hmm. more of a flavor profile. It's not just that. Is it the juniper that's that kind of piney taste Yes, to yes, it. exactly. So it gives you more of like a, a richer flavor experience. I love I like the aftertaste. Yeah. Like so the almost lingering. a little that, like Yeah. The, so, yeah. Oh, it's so I'm trying to figure so out what good. it reminded me of. I think it reminds me of like, have you ever gotten those like old timey hard candies? Uh, where it would be like uh, I think it's typically like a botanical one or like mm. a, oh oh you mean like the like violets like no yeah maybe I, I think there's a ton of different ones yeah. where they're like they're not the flavors that you get now where it's okay. like oh here's the fake strawberry or fake right, banana it's right, this right. like um, they'll have the, I think they call them like botanical yeah. hard candies mm, or something and that's okay. kind of what I'm that might be what I'm thinking of it reminds me of, I think it's very good yeah it's very it's different I've had quite a few botan- botanical gins before yeah. so yeah, yeah. it's not like a new flavor profile to me but it's it is to me and I'm sold <laughs> yeah. I think it's got like a it's not sharp it's not like a really yeah. sharp taste yeah. to it it's it's I think it's very good yeah absolutely no and it makes you know it it you know it's great again you know uh, and this is our goal for all of our spirits that they really they should be delicious enough to really drink on their own mm. but it's also so fun to put them in cocktails, and the gin makes a killer Negroni. Ooh. Um, it makes an awesome aviation. It makes it makes re- a really good a lot of different cocktails. If you slam it together with certain types of tonic, you are not going to actually love yeah. that <laughs> combination. <laughs> you you can mix that it tonic quine, depending the on the tonic. The quinine tonic will like kind of mess with that botanical. You, thing too. Yeah, it, dep- it depends on you know there are certain tonics that yeah. you can do. Like we were making our own tonic syrup that we balance. You know, but it's it's a sort of different mm. thing, and I think. You know, this has been really interesting for us having this product on the market because it can kind of go both ways. For some people, they're like, well, I hate gin. And then they try this and they're like, oh, I, but I, wait, I love this. It's I know. So it's but very I think exciting. Some people are, who do really like that, you know, sort of um, much more, uh, you know, uh, pine tree kind of mm. thing. Like they're like, wait, I don't understand this. What do I do with it? Yeah. Right. And, and there's so many things that you can do I think do with this it. with like, uh, not like country time or something, but like yeah. homemade lemonade. Oh, yes. Like that's a little softer. Absolutely. Mm. I think this would be killer yes. summer yes. drink. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was just That'd thinking, be right up my alley. I don't drink anything like straight or neat or whatever the yeah. term is. But I feel like if I had like, like you were saying, like ice cubes, yeah. like really good, like partners for this i feel like an ice cube and like a lemon twist yep, would be like sure. so lovely yeah it goes great in the gimlet saying. makes a real nice that's gimlet. my uh you just said straight or neat yeah like uh that's my workaround for if you're at like a a bar at a wedding and they say like oh no shots and i'm like oh, okay well can i get it neat then <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like the they just give it to you in a different glass you know? right, right, i have right. to say i was so like going into this i was not nervous about the vodka because obviously i've had vodka I'm used to vodka. I was nervous about the gin, and I like the gin so, so much. Wonderful. So, and even, like, the times that we've been to Isco and I've gotten cocktails, I always just stick with, like, a vodka-based cocktail, and now I know that I don't have to. I'm so happy. That's great. We're, we're you're opening your horizons. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all awesome. great. All thanks to you and yeah. Isco and your cool team. This is fantastic. Right, and we have one more gin, but a different kind of gin, correct? That's true. Well, it's it's both different kind of gin and not a different kind of gin because right. the way that we made Patina, which is our bourbon barrel aged gin. Is- which is my favorite name. Thank I think we, you. I just, that's great. And I think somebody else brought it up. It might have been Jeremy from the Guild before mm-hmm. we started recording. 
And I was like, I love that name. Yeah. It's just really good. Yeah, we thought that sort and of. It's the right the... color. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to exactly. say. I like the color reflects the the name and then the the gold leaf on the label. It's just so mm-hmm. aesthetically pleasing. The gold leaf pleasing. is almost deceptive from this angle. It almost looks like it's just a clear window uh-huh. to the stuff behind oh, it. Oh, that's cool. It's a that's similar color cool. to yeah, the liquid. Yeah, it is a very beautiful color. Yeah. Um, And the way it gets that color is we take our ornamental oh, gin, which you just tried, and we put it into the used barrels from our blue velvet bourbon. So, you know, we, I talked about we work out of this site that, you know, used to be a, a former steel yard um, for over 100 years. Um, and, uh, you know, we love reuse. Mm. Um, and so this we, we love the idea of reusing our used bourbon barrels to make a new product. Um, and so by spending just, you know, about three months in the um, bourbon barrels, our gin takes on a completely different character and quality. The mm. the um, blue velvet had really intense, you know, caramel and vanilla and chocolate notes to it from the blue corn and from the barrels. And it really picks up those notes, um, again, just for a very short amount of time in these barrels. And it transforms the gin. So those warming spices kind of come through more. The citrus comes through. Um, and it sort of pulls all these layers apart almost and lets mm. them kind of float. Uh, so we were really, really happy about it and very excited. And we kind of look at this like the bridge between our clear spirits, the vodka and gin, and all of the aged spirits that are to come. It's very mm. versatile. It can go, you know, in basically any gin cocktail, um, but it can also go in a lot of bourbon-based cocktails mm. and be sort of a different way to approach some of those. And only really people fun. who do aging would use the word just before three months. <laughs> <laughs> only yes. has to age for three months. Yes. Which yes, is, I mean, yes. in the terms of like, if you go see something on a shelf, right. like as far as aging goes, it's not a long time. Yes. But like, uh, I remember getting like, you know, those homebrew kits and like, I've done it like twice. And I always take it out way too early and it oh, tastes yeah. like nothing. Oh, yeah, that's Because I'm just so impatient. But imagine, this is me imagining being like, I'll try it in three months. Totally. Like, you're not <laughs> patient. See, no. you and your team, you have patience. We you know we, that we you're going to do gonna, our best. Yeah, you try this. So, really right, quick. This smells more mild. Mm. So, the botanical, to me, just from going from one to the other, mm. the botanical one, like you got a lot of botanical and you yeah. do on this, yes. but it feels like it has like an overtone of. Something like I don't know if it's like that kind of caramelly yes, smell exactly. you get from yep. uh, a bourbon or what, but it it kind of it's definitely to me it has more of like a rich. I haven't tried it yet. Sort so of like now. like the gin was really good. Obviously, I think that's my takeaway from all of our <laughs> everything today is like, oh my god, I like this gin. I don't know if I like other gins, right. but I like your gin, Yay. your ornamental gin. Um, but the the. Patina, I think, tastes really good and it has similar similar aspects as your gin, but it just tastes a little bit like uh more like rich. Yeah. If that makes sense. For sure. It does. Um which I think I don't I don't think personally, I don't think I could drink that like a lot, but I think I could you, like you said, put it, I'm assuming like you could put that in like an old fashioned. It makes or, a killer old fashioned. Yeah. Like I feel like yep. I could get really on board for Absolutely. that. Because I love that the after sort of taste still has that like lightness and like botanicalness yep. and like creaminess. Absolutely. Yeah, this, um, is, this is going to be an awful analogy, I think. But like, oh God. Have you ever had one of those, um, the like the lint truffles where it's like, yes. a, like a hard chocolate outside of the soft chocolate? So mm. like it feels to me like very much like the, the first gin. But, like, it has, like, a little something around the outside of it. Yes, exactly. Mm. Right, right. You still get to that that. Yeah, it's still core. there. But mm. it's yes. got, and, and it also is the first one 
which I thought I would get this, but I get the whiskey in that. I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. That it like my head got a little warm. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I got a little yes. of that warming factor yes, from absolutely. it that I typically only get from whiskey. Right. Right. Exactly. But it tastes like the botanical gin right. with a little maybe caramel on top yep. of it or something. Yep. Like yep. it's very interesting. I like it. This cool. is so fun. I can't believe we this got to do fun. this. And I also get to be like, I don't know. The tasting notes person, which is not something that, <laughs> if I'm out with my friends and stuff, it'll be, they'll be like, yeah, whatever, dude. I know, you're, you're doing a great job. <laughs> this feels so fun. And too, before I forget and before we, um, you know, finish up. So obviously, Isco is a place that you can go to for drinks. Yes. Um, in the near the steel yard. Correct. Where can you purchase bottles of your spirits outside of? Yeah, if you're anywhere location. outside of oh, the Oh, yes, the absolutely. Room. For sure. Um, and, you know, we encourage people to do that as well. Mm. Um, especially if you, you know, really, like, love, say, the gin and want to buy a case for your family I know, I for want Christmas. To. For Christmas. That's we what I was just We thinking. actually can't sell that to you, but okay. your neighborhood liquor store can. Okay. Um, so we have, uh, there's a map on our website of all the liquor stores mm. we're in across the state. I would just say if people don't see us in a specific store, please ask for us because that really helps. Um, or, yeah. So I, I we're in right... a lot of places, but we, okay. there's still a few that we're not. So And the best place to find that is on your website? Yeah, there's a there's a map on our website. Which um, What's the website, Nick? Can you read it out? Or who, whoever yeah, knows it's, it? Yeah, it's uh, com. Perfect. That's what it comes up with here. Oh, it should just be iscospirits.com. Huh. Well, I bet you. Wait, ready? Ready? <laughs> I-S-C-O. Oh, cause that's because it's our shopping site. You're on our shopping site. Oh, yeah. It put me there. Yep. There you yep. go. Esco Spirits. Yep, yep. Yeah. So you have like a, it's like an extension for the shopping side. Yeah. That's the shopping okay. side is. Yeah. Anyways, so just Esco Spirits. I-S-C-O Spirits.com. Okay. Yep. I-S-C-O Spirits.com. You were like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, nobody's going to be able to remember that. If everybody could see her face when I was saying that out loud, she's like, no, that's wrong. That was no, our no. mistake. No, it wasn't wrong. No, that is part of our site. I just thought it'd be easier for folks to remember. Oh, Spirits.com. Uh, and then on, uh. We do this every time, but like on social and stuff, is yep. it is it Isco Spirits? It's Isco Spirits. Yep. Perfect. Yep. We, Everywhere, we're just Isco Spirits. There's no underscores. Is, nope, there's no, no silly. No okay. funny um, punctuations. Oh, okay. um, you know, we primarily are active on Instagram. Mm. We, we do a little on Facebook, but Instagram's my not favorite that anyway. Much. I love your Instagram. I think you're, I love when you post pictures of the drinks and then the pop-ups you have. It's just very user-friendly. It's very easy to see like what is going on. There's no questions. Ooh, you guys have like a um, sizzle reel up on your website? Oh too? yeah. Have you seen our sizzle Real. It's it, so yeah. cool. Ah! I'm so excited about it. Oh, I can't so wait to watch to go it. To the 37 watch seconds it. of awesome. Of That's sizzling. It's nice and quick. Yeah. You um, could put that on a reel or something on Instagram. Did you do that already? Uh, yes. Ooh, okay. I haven't watched yeah. it yet. I'm going to have find to watch it. Where it. You can find it. I know. It looks um, like, I love the branding. The, the colors, mm. the, it's right up my alley. Your Thank style you. is right up my alley. And it has a hint of prohibitionness to it yeah like it has like that sort of like vintage like i said uh when we during our break we were talking about how beautiful the labels were it's like new modern vintage combined in like the perfect marriage it's, it's not like uh you have that kind of some of the fonts is almost like the gilded age style yeah. extended yeah. Yeah. tales and yeah. well that's i, I mean, like it and that is a part of you know what we're doing it's like this is you know distilling is a really really 
uh, old process. Mm. And, um, One of the oldest. Yeah, it's been around People for People drank real... wine and beer before because they couldn't drink water because it wasn't <laughs> that's safe to drink. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and we're just trying to, you know, do it in um, the most, uh, most sustainable way we know how and the most community-minded way we know how. The most fun way we know how, and it feels like, really authentic. All those together, like you, you yourself, your brand. Even when you go to Isco, everything feels very authentic, which I think is like really important for local businesses to feel that. Yeah. Um, so you guys are doing a killer job, and I can't wait to go this weekend. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, so IscoSpirits.com. Uh, this was fantastic. Isco Spirits on social. Um, head down to their location in Providence and do a tasting because this tasting was phenomenal. It was so good. And Thank you so much. It was so nice you to bet. have you. Yeah. This was Thank fantastic. you guys. This was lots of fun. Yay. Thank you. Thank and thanks you. everybody for listening. Bye guys.